everyone. Welcome back to the Wizard Public Library's official podcast, Part of the Story. I'm one of your three hosts, Sage Black. <laughs> I'm Shannon LaRondell. And I'm Claire Brown. And at Shannon's recommendation, we have decided when we get together as a tripod, which is my new favorite thing, as people know, um, we will do a top three. Top three whatevers. We're not sure yet. Um, but for our first one, again, Shannon's idea top three good things that happened to us despite pandemic or maybe in spite of pandemic Pandemic. yeah i like calling it a pandemic because it sounds more fun (laughs) like i totally like a cute meat yeah like i i stole that from somewhere for sure but like pandemic also i will make a little note that there is construction happening here at the downtown library and you might hear a little clanging a little but I'm not one of those yeah. weird cat moms. <laughs> I had nothing to do with it. Um, but yeah, I got him through the agency Whisker Rescue. Amazing group. Which is a good local place. They do, yeah, they yeah. do amazing things. They have so many foster, it's all volunteer based, so they just have amazing like foster homes and they take care of all the little babies that off the streets. <laughs> and it's, they're very cute. It's so funny to hear, like, because I have never, dis- I don't know, Jen, do you ever describe yourself as a pet parent? No. Like, I, I never do either. And, like, I if mean, people want to, like, I wouldn't say I'm a pet out. parent, but I'm, like, definitely his mom. <laughs> it's the same. You know. <laughs> That's, the, That's the same thing. <laughs> Which is totally fine. <laughs> and, like, I can't really speak to anything. My cat has a real name that she doesn't know, yeah. nor does anyone in the world know. Because <laughs> I just call her my sweetie. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm, like, I'm a level been... of that. Like, we all get like that with our But friends. that's the thing. Like, with dogs, it's, like, my dog. Yeah. Like, my mom is his favorite person, yeah. so, like, he's my brother. <laughs> and, and, like, my mom is his mom, so he's, like, you know, my little brother. Um, but he knows his name, but, like, uh, my cat's name is Paku, and he's still learning. But that's the thing. It's, like, cats, I just, I've called them, like, my big bowl of cheese once. Like, he doesn't know the difference, right? Like, they don't know. So, yeah. But he's doing great. He's settled in. He's and you're, she's hoping for a little dopey kitty that's super cuddly yeah. tonight. Yeah, I mean, he is always yeah. very cuddly, but maybe, you know, maybe a little extra. A little out of it, just just to see what it's like. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, he watches the birds outside. <laughs> has his little treats, and we got him one of those stupid little like sensitive to the touch flopping fish that oh, looks like okay. a little oh, fish, I and it flops seen around. Those. And it's actually he loves it. Hmm. He loves see, it my cat doesn't like anything that makes noises or moves on its own volition. Oh. <laughs> like, oh, he. Loves I got it. her a little bird toy, and she just. She lost oh. her mind. She left the floor. Like, she was like, I'm going to the basement. So I don't know what's happening here. Out of the room. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, I'm not playing with this. I like being the less crazy cat lady in the room. It doesn't yeah, usually happen to me. Well, like, you kind of go from, like, zero to 100. Like, I never had a cat. This is my first cat, and I would die from him. Like, that's where I'm at right now, you know? So. I 
totally understand that know? though. And you need to get your feet wet with a cat <laughs> or a dog. And cats are even better yeah. to get your feet wet with yeah. because the dogs require so much more work than cats they do. Yeah. So that's I think an excellent start. Yeah. Um, and it will wear off. It's like the, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I'm that. the only one here that has children. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's true. You, uh, even newborn babies, they're the love of your life, but after yeah. a while, you kind of um, like, have different feelings yeah. about them <laughs> suddenly. So it will happen to you too, but enjoy the, yeah. the, the love the while shade. it's there. That's right. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, Shannon, what's your, what's your first thing? Your first thing that was a good thing this year? Uh, my good thing was that I shared my private work. That sounds very like... It does. I'm sorry. I'll <laughs> rephrase. I, sh- I shared... Right. I yeah. sh- <laughs> yeah. Just in case anyone didn't know. Okay, backpedal. Yeah. I, I shared my work. <laughs> I write, and I am actually coming to terms with calling myself a writer. Yeah. I struggle with that, so I'm going to say it right now. I'm... Ru- I, I'm a writer. <laughs> Can't even do it. Welcome, Shannon. <laughs> Welcome, Shannon. Yeah. I'm just, hey, it's a big thing. What Your identity is what you choose, but yeah. when you're starting something new, like, let's say, training for a triathlon, you don't call yourself a triathlete because you are... Not even yeah. to do the triathlon, just to train. Okay. Yeah. Can you even run yet? No. So you're definitely not a triathlete. Aspirational, Shannon. Aspirational. Okay, I'm an aspirational writer. <laughs> you're a writer now. <laughs> yes. So, and along with that same vein, I shared my work. So um, I've been struggling with that. I have not wanted to share. I've been very self-conscious about it and very worried that sharing it would mean all sorts of things, and I actually don't know what they meant, but I had the big giant fear monster was out there. And so I shared my work and it felt so freeing and wonderful because it was finally out there and somebody didn't think it was terrible. Somebody was me! I know. I felt very safe with you, so I'm glad that you were able to take it. Acquaintanceship has turned into a friendship. Budding friendship. Yeah. (laughs) To clarify. Yeah, don't get too crazy. <laughs> it's a long-running joke for Shannon and I to be acquaintances only. We've known, like, how long have you been at the library? Since 2012. So, like, we've known each other eight years. <laughs> and currently, we call each other, like, a budding friendship. I yeah. think things are happening yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like a long time, well, the yeah. problem is, is the things that we like and dislike yeah. uh, are very strong within us. Yeah. So, we... We are like oil and water, Claire and Shannon. But in like a fun way. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. It makes it interesting. Not in a, not in a way. malicious way. Except for when she's talking about Keanu Reeves. I take that a little personally. Things oh, happen. No. Yeah. yeah. How dare you? This is my response. <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> this, oh. is, this is how I dare. Yeah. <laughs> it's easy. Nobody, yeah, nobody likes it. <laughs> Especially me. Um, so my first good thing is a work thing. And it is that we are going to be publishing a young adult magazine. So for the last, like, probably nearly a year, I've been thinking about, like, what we can do. What's the next thing for Mm -hmm. teens and young adults and things like that? Because historically speaking, teens are a very hard audience to get into a library or to connect with you. If you go to a school, they're like, who are you? Like, not even who are you. Like blinders, yeah. <laughs> they don't want to see you. So um, yeah, so I've been thinking about this for a long time, and it seems like a good time because pandemic, you don't have to be in person. People can work on their works independently and submit to you electronically, mm-hmm. and you don't have that worry of like, well, what if we can't meet in two weeks? What if we can't meet next month? Um, it doesn't matter. So I thought that it was a really like a like choice time to do that, and um, so I submitted my proposal and got a yes. I love a nice emphatic yes. <laughs> it's my favorite thing. Um, so the magazine is called Another Story. It'll be launching in spring of 2021, April. Um, and it's really exciting. Already have submissions. Really? So yeah, oh we launched goodness. last week officially um, just on social media. And I already have, I think it's like eight submissions. That's so yeah, it's pretty exciting. Cool. See, I think the coolest part about that, as you had mentioned before, mm-hmm. is like, 
anyone's listening, or if you have kids, or if you know of anyone, you can seriously tell them. Be like, hey, you can submit your things, and then you will be published. Yeah, and when we say young adult, it's 12, well, 13 to 30. Um, So it's a a pretty large age group. I know that I've had some questions about why not for adults. Um, You know, maybe in the future, the library can look at expanding its press, if you will. (laughs) Um, But this one is uh, geared towards young adults. Obviously, anyone can read the work. Anyone would be welcome to pick up an issue and and whatnot. But for submissions, we are just... Well, and it's nice, too, because 13 to 30, that's a lot of different perspectives. Yeah. In those years. So I think it's good to get a a wide variety. And then put it on your resume or your school application. Say, hey, look, I'm published. Yeah. It's really, like... What really, really pushed me is this year I was chosen to do reviews for Library Journal. Mm-hmm. So they started sending me like what's called ARCs, which are advanced reader copies of things, and then I got to review them. And then I was featured as a from the critics um, on different websites and things. And then finally, I saw it in the Library Journal, like yeah. in print, and I was like, <laughs> like it was so exciting. So nice. yeah. frame it. And oh, I wasn't like surprised. Obviously, they're sending me the books, and they want like, you to yeah. write this, yeah. please. <laughs> um, but I just thought, like, how cool would that be to have that to pay that forward in the community and and yeah. have that? So you just have to be from Central Alberta. That's and that's a huge area. Thirty Central yeah. Alberta. So I have to say, I'm particularly excited about yeah. this because I'm happy about that but I'm also really excited because I think it pairs really well with the young author program that yeah. I run here at the library yeah, and sure. we as a group maybe can work on the submissions for this and, yeah. and move forward with that and I yeah. think it's a really tangible way to put yourself out there yeah and so yeah I'm thrilled and Shannon and I were talking already, like, if you do have children or grandchildren, um, what's your age group typically for your young adults? It's about 12 and up. So, t- like, about the same age group. So, we do want to feature, obviously, writers from Shannon's group, writer-creators from Shannon's group as well. So, if you sort of don't know where you're at with your writing or you want to have that dedicated time, join Shannon's group. Mm-hmm. And then you can work towards your submission and, and get feedback as you go type of thing. Absolutely. And I, I, and I think that's the best way, yeah. right? Uh, I was a member of Writers Inc. Um, a long time ago. And it's a very important place to listen to what other people are creating yeah. and to share and to get your feedback. I was always too shy for that. <laughs> but uh, it was nice to see what other people put out there as yeah. their creative yeah. stuff. Which can spark you something else. Like, Absolutely. You could be in one lane and then you hear someone talking about something and it could spark something completely different for you just by being in the room with other people who are interested in creating. Well, and that too, and and peer review, I feel is super important. Because like if you're in school or, you know, it's like, okay, well, my teacher's marking this and I get their feedback, but to have feedback of like people who are doing the same thing or in the same age group, I think that's really important too. Yeah. I love this. I love it. I'm so excited. I have nothing to submit, but I'll pick up, I'll pick up an issue. And it's not just literary things. No. It yeah. could be a photograph or yeah. a drawing. So it's not yeah. just it's writing. Yeah. 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 So however you create. Poetry. Yeah, poetry, nonfiction writing. Like, it's pretty open. So yeah. I, I don't know that we know where it's going. If we'll have, like, themed issues in the future and, and people will, you know, write and create on a topic or whatever. But this one is just basically tell us Tell us about you. Tell us who you are. What do you create? What do you love? Mm-hmm. And we'll start from there and, and see what, what works, what happens. I would love to do a community issue one time where it's submissions all about people's community, what they love about their community. Yeah, I like that. And again, like community, we're not just talking Red Deer. No. What, what is good Wherever in your community? Yeah. Or what is something that you'd like to change in your community? Is there Absolutely. activism? Is there, yeah, just I love I love creative people. Mm-hmm. And it just, it makes me excited. This is the best way just to bunch them all together. Yeah, basically. Like, show me place. all the good things that you can do yeah. and yep. make. Yep. <laughs> so. I think it's a great vessel mm-hmm. to take, right? Oh, it's so lovely really to have. So it's my first good thing, my tangible good yeah. thing. <laughs> I feel like so that. as we continue our journey into three good things, should we just, like, I'm always like, should we go in order? Should we do whatever? Should we bounce around? Let's bounce. Let's bounce. Let's bounce. 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 Let's, Shannon, 
counting to you. Oh, great. What's your second thing? That's a really good question. <laughs> I had them all lined up and I was ready to go and now it's like, oh, what is it? Um, so this, okay, it's another bad thing turned good thing, <laughs> which I feel like the pandemic just is. It's 2020. Yeah, yeah. It's 2020. Yeah. <laughs> so um, personal revelation about me. I had, as soon as the pandemic started, I had something go wrong with my heart and I had to take some time off and go through the wonderful healthcare system during COVID. I might add that was a whole extra layer <laughs> that was really difficult because people were just still trying to sort things out yeah. and protocols for this and that were really wildly varying. Yes. And so I got the best, absolute best care for sure. Not ever saying that I didn't. It was just a very interesting time for everything to have happened yes it's just so much figuring out there was a lot yeah and and it was hard to get into places and you know there was waiting and this that because things were backlogged in certain areas and yeah yeah. anyway so I got my heart situation sorted out and there was a clear prescription moving forward to how to fix it yeah and that was exercise (laughs) and I and I laugh and I laugh because I I'm an active person but I'm not a senior forest wardens like leader camper hiker biker absolutely I I love doing all those things but I'm small incrementally active right (laughs) so I'll ride my bike to work no problem Um, I'll go for a walk with a friend or or whatever but I don't have a regular workout routine Mm -hmm. that pushes my limits. And then build your endurance. Absolutely. So that was the recommendation from the heart specialist. Get an hour of good hard work in every day. Every day? (laughs) This is exactly my reaction. Sage is like, this is fine for me. I'm like, that's traumatic. <laughs> like, it, this is a good thing. It a little bit was. <laughs> yeah. So I got that recommendation on August 6th. Mm-hmm. And August 7th, I began my trajectory <laughs> into fitness. And uh, yeah, it is. Uh, I was very <laughs> unsure at first. And it was very difficult. And I chose things that I hoped that I would really like to do. And yeah, this morning marks... So August 7th was my first, and today oh. is December 7th. So I have been at it every single day for an hour um, of hardcore working out. And nice. yeah, I'm, oh, barrels ahead of where I was before. And Do you, like, in your home, your gym membership? What are, what's your vibe? I swim. Oh. That's, that is one of the best full-body workouts you could ever do. Yeah. And it's easy on your joints. Like if Absolutely. Like, problems, it's great. And I started with Aquafit. I used to be a swimmer in way days gone by, but I did not have the cardiovascular endurance to actually put my face in the water for more than five meters. So I, the aqua fit part was really helpful because it helped me work out, but I could breathe as much air as I needed to. (laughs) Um, And that's the great thing about swimming too, is you don't feel um, the sweat dripping off of your body. It just drips and you just swim in everyone else's sweat. Hey, wow. (laughs) There's enough, there is enough chemicals in that pool, you're fine. Yes. <laughs> it can kill COVID. I, it does, actually. Yeah. I think yeah. <laughs> okay, it pulls open. Where do you go? Like, I swim at the Michener Center. Okay. And okay. now that since there's been this new lockdown situation mm-hmm. on group fitness, that mm-hmm. has changed. So now I am towards swimming laps. And the positive person in me at first kind of went, oh, no, no aquafit. What am I going to do? Yeah. And now I've turned it into super train mode and oh i have one more now thing you're to swimmer as well <laughs> yes and so now i have to tell you something so exciting i don't know if anyone else knows this but there was an olympian in our midst this last week and she trained at the pool and i was in the lane really? beside her and so it was training with an olympian you're basically you're yeah i was there to inspire her yeah. mostly <laughs> But it was cool. a dream come true. As being a swimmer, a young kid swimmer, yeah, yeah. you always dreamed of skating or swimming or doing something with the Olympians. Yeah. And I trained right beside her. And I, I almost was that creepy person that wanted to touch out and, yeah. or reach out and touch her under the water. <laughs> I didn't. But I really wanted to. But I stared at her an awful long time because she 
could move through the water like it's no one I've ever yeah. seen. Yeah. And so now she's headed to Toronto to do some time trials for the Summer Olympics. So it was oh, like wow. a dream That's come so true. Cool. So that was a really big yay for me f- for cool. the last three or four months Yeah. Did anyone COVID. else recognize her? Oh, yeah. Everyone okay, was yeah. watching her. Okay. <laughs> so you weren't like a creeper in the shadow. I wasn't the <laughs> only creeper. Yeah. There was many creepers. Yeah. I don't know who she was. Oh, just people told I you. I overheard a conversation in the locker room. And then you were like, she's she's so well, I, she's I known as a Olympian because I don't know who she was. <laughs> but she provided inspiration. That gets rid of my second. A hundred percent. I know, and I wish I knew who she was and I could put a face to the story. But maybe oh, yeah. it's not meant to have that. It was. I, I think it was there just to the say, sign. hey, you yeah. keep this up. This is your reward for <laughs> yeah. doing this every single day for the yeah. last four months. So go. keep going. That's good. What about you, Sage? Oh, what okay. else was good this year? Well, also speaking of fitness. Uh, why are you um, guys with your fitness, honestly? <laughs> well, same thing. It's like I've always been like a fairly active person, mm-hmm. and I would go to the gym, but I never really had like set routines. Um, and then so, you know, like the gym's closed down in March, and you're like, oh, okay, and then the – Everyone gained like 10 pounds in, in a month and a half. I was one of those people. And then I, I've always kind of struggled with like my body and weight like my whole life. Um, and then so I was like, okay, this is the time. I'm just going to start working out at home and we'll see how this goes. Yeah. And up until now, it's I'm definitely like the most fit and the best I've ever felt like in my life, mm-hmm. which is like something I never thought I would be able to say. Um, but yeah, I go to the gym like, I don't want to say like seven days a week. But it usually is, because even on like my off days, I just go and do cardio, right? But I have, I weight train for like an hour every day, you know, do those, I do those deadlifts with the big, the big bars, Claire, you know, those. I'm proud of you. Oh, I like but that. But also, mm-hmm. I, like, I know. It <laughs> is hard. It takes, it does, it takes a big commitment. Yeah. It, it really does. And to stick with it. Because it's a lifestyle. It is. Yeah. For sure. And, you know, people myself too even years past it's like okay you do it for a couple months you're like oh you see results and then you stop and then and then <laughs> you're back to where you were like a year before right so. i would like to delve at some point somehow in a conversation maybe or or writing with it but mm-hmm. i want to know why why it takes like i have done the same thing yeah. tried many things and said okay this is the new year's resolution of getting yeah. fit this mm-hmm. time and and maybe it's apropos to talk about this because New Year's is coming right around the Very corner and we're yeah. all going to start thinking about this. Exactly. <laughs> so I, I want to know why, though. Why is it, like, when you finally make that decision, mm-hmm. that, that special decision, because you've made those decisions before, but yeah. why? Why was the last time? time? Yeah. yeah. And I'm, I'm still wondering that for myself. Sure, I could say, you know, it was a heart condition and the doctor told yeah. me to. But ha- think of how many people get that news and they're like, okay, well, I'm not going to yeah. change my Exactly. So why did it do that for me this time? I don't know. I was I vulnerable. So then I I don't know. I'm still working through that in my head. I I really want to know because it was the timing too. Like 2020, having the time. Like you can't be out in the world. And that's like that was the thing too. Absolutely. My whole thing. It's like life is slower. Back, you know, when I would have a bit of routine, then I'd be like, oh, I'm just too busy. I can't go to the gym today. I am busier now than I ever have been (laughs) in my life. School full time. Yeah. Working now back full time, yeah. and then now I'm, I'm, I'm a cat mom. So it takes a lot of my time. Full time. Full time. Full time cat but mom. But yeah. I'm more busy than I ever have been, and I still find the time. You know, I'm yeah. not saying like for everyone, because there are people who are definitely much busier than I am. Yeah. I but I think it's about priorities. Like at a certain point, priorities absolutely. shift, and then you're like, oh, okay, I I had time for this the whole time. That's kind mm-hmm. of I, I do. It's just at the bottom of the list. Yeah. I, yeah. I agree with that very much so. And yeah. I, you know, looking at our age differences around the table, I'm mm-hmm. certainly the oldest one here. So it's interesting that. I like you like certainly. Like you're like seven years Yeah, I'm certainly okay. by far. I could actually both be your. I could be. You could not be my mom. Did you have a baby when you were 12? <laughs> well, okay, no. No, that's not true. I don't even think you are 12 years older than me. Let's not go into yeah. that. Hey, Claire, so what, what is the other good thing that happened to you this year? Um, so mine, mine's kind of a mix of, like, a good thing that happened slash a thing that I'm grateful for. Hmm. So, again, because pandemic 2020, um, life, not that I was living a very exciting, busy life, 
pre-March 2020. Yeah. <laughs> but your life slows down. You can't, you know, go to the movies. You can't go out to dinner. You can't get together with 45 friends. Not that oh. I have that many friends either. So say that. Hyperbole. 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 But so, like, so we transitioned library clothes. We transitioned to working at home. And I'm a very anxious person, but in a very controlled way. Mm. <laughs> so, um, yeah, like, I was, like, extremely anxious about leaving the house at the mm. beginning. Extremely anxious. So, my best friend, he lives, um, like, four streets away from me. And this is when they were telling you, like, don't go over to people's houses, whatever. Like, don't, don't. Funny, they're still saying that now, like, nine months later. Uh-huh. They yeah. are, but we, cool. like, people were listening, I think, in a different way. Yeah. Um, so... <laughs> Like, I was, I was just really anxious, and I didn't want to be outside my house. And working from home, you're on a computer all day. And so he, he would make me go for daily walks with him, no matter how cold it was. He'd be like, okay, let's go. We're leaving from this location. We'll go for a walk. And we would go for, like, seven, ten-kilometer walks mm-hmm. um, in the cold. And I was like, I'll say, like, I feel proud of myself for doing that, for yeah. sure. Um, but it's, like, it's time. It's undistracted time, right? Mm-hmm. You're like on a walk. There's nothing going on. Like you're not missing anything on your phone. You're not missing an event anywhere. That's so it's true. like there's I'm no dist- FOMO. Like yeah, there is no fear of missing. It's completely out. undistracted time with your friends or, or family, whoever's in your cohort, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was it was good. It was really good. And I will say that um, in that same vein, um, two ladies that we work with here at the library, um, Trish and Deb, uh, sort of. Let me come into their group text and um, the connection that I've built with Trish and Deb over the pandemic time has been really good and not something that I necessarily thought of. Like Deb and I, we worked in a similar department, sort of adjacent, and she's been here since before me, Trish as well. So like I've known them many, many years, but was never sort of personally involved in their lives or, or, you know, thinking about them for advice or whatever. And I find them to be in different ways. Uh, both in sort of mentorship roles because they've both been at the library a long time. They've both been in their roles for quite some time. So I don't know. The relationships that have been built for me over COVID uh, have been really good. And like, we haven't seen each other outside of work. It's a group text. It's an email. It's a whatever. But it's knowing that someone sort of understands whatever's happening and then you can talk to them and just be free and open communication. So I would say relationships for me. Yeah. I would have to piggyback on that one too. I, I've noticed that over COVID, you find the people that you deem worthy of your cohorts or yes. whatever. And then that's the weird part. Hey? They're like, you can only have so many. So there becomes like a the selection. Yeah. Of like, like oops, sorry, you were just one spot short. Yeah, exactly. But it's so str- like it's so strange to think about that. Yeah. And when you think about how many people, and like for good or bad, have been in your life in your orbit. But then they're like, well, you actually can't see these people in person anymore. So who are you choosing to see in person? Who are you choosing to devote? Like, because it's stressful, like, to go through a pandemic, particularly in the early days when we were not sure what it was going to look like. Yeah, and how bad things, and not to say that things are good, but how bad things could be. In those early days, they were telling you very bad things. Um, (laughs) So then you're thinking to yourself, well, who is the person that I should be connecting with Mm -hmm. during this time who can I see in person or whatever so it's just it's interesting it is it's a funny hierarchy list though hey (laughs) and it's very reinforcing who you find that connect with yeah and that was that you chose for one but then also delivered the goods yeah right like I I suspect that there's people out there that have chosen wrong (laughs) they they thought this was going to be their person to take them through this and then whoa nope but see and that's an interesting thing too right it's like how like because people in like relationships um I'm talking like romantic relationships you see them either thrive or fail right now too Mm -hmm. right like can you get along with this much time together is it a problem or can you make each other priorities or like do you have similar priorities in terms of what you do outside your household can you agree on cohorts whatever it is right so yeah yeah, i didn't have to do any of that claire is not not attached (laughs) but like it's interesting to watch that like human dynamics are very fascinating to me well, they, and they're fascinating to most humans. Yeah. <laughs> like, either people understand them like, or they like, really don't. I don't, don't. Know, I think some people like, 
care that much about what's going on, like, are not people watchers. Mm. You know what I mean? mean? That's what I miss about, like, traveling, I miss. But, like, being (laughs) at the airport and just, like, watching people, that was the best. Just being a people watcher. I just, I like to watch people, like, in the community, even. Yeah. Like, how do they interact with each other? Mm -hmm. How, like, on the street, like, who opens the door for someone? Who, Mm -hmm. like, if you see someone kid drop their mitten or their shoe mm-hmm. like who's picking it up I, I love that stuff that's what mm. I find interesting too because being in like Red Deer like a smaller community if you're walking by someone on the street or the sidewalk going for a walk like you smile at each other you feel yeah. like a little wave even if you don't know them like you at least make eye contact do a little that like weird smirk and like tons and of people were out about walking in yeah, the spring too, but then right? you go early. to big cities yeah. like I remember being in Vancouver once and on like a busy busy road and you're walking by and like no one looks at you and no one smiles and you're like oh even in Red Deer, though, I, I make a point of talking to everybody I yeah. pass. I ring my bell on my bike, and I'm Hello. like, thanks very much. And then <laughs> well, there's those the people. There, yeah. there are those people, and I think a lot of the time, too, it's just those little interactions that mean a lot to people. I think people were friendly, though, in the spring. Yeah. Like, there were a lot of people out walking, a lot of people that's all riding their bike. Yeah. It was, you're out, like, ooh, yeah. we're going out, <laughs> <laughs> we're taking a walk. So, like, people would be like, hello, how are you? Yeah. You know, like, you know, just in passing, not stopping. And doing, like, and big eye girths around Yeah, exactly, but very so. friendly. It just, yeah. it felt really nice. I don't know. Do you think we're doing better at social distancing or worse now compared to March? I think we're doing worse. Um, I think we're doing worse. I agree. I think, I think the yeah. stats say we're doing work. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But, but I, it's yeah. interesting, though, because nothing has changed for me really since March. Mm-hmm. I don't see anyone extra. I don't, like, I don't do anything. The only anything. thing that changed for me was coming back to work. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, I guess all of us coming back yeah. into the building was a change. But, like, generally speaking, like, when they said two weeks ago, you know, or I guess ten days ago, whatever it was, like, oh, you need to go back and, like, not have cohorts this big or whatever. Like, I don't have kids in school. That mm-hmm. doesn't affect me. Uh, I don't see anybody. That doesn't affect me. Like, when they're talking about being out, it just it doesn't affect me anymore. And I don't yeah. even think about it as much. It's weird. I think I'd only know. gone out to a restaurant maybe, like, twice. This, maybe three times this whole, like, what, since March. I just feel and like I'm going to need, like, a five to seven business summer. day leave for us to be yeah. back to normal. It cannot be the next day. No. Like, I need to, like, hype myself up to be, like, in public mass Like, a month. Like, <laughs> I just, I'm really going to need some, some help there. So, reopening in July, Claire. Yeah. yeah. Start now. <laughs> like, I just, I'm really, I'm really going to need to know these things. Like, <laughs> things changed, like, things closed and changed too quickly mm-hmm. in March, and I understand why. But I now just. Now we have the time. Yeah. To... I need a little bit of a plan. I need yeah. to know that, like. Now by this time, like maybe think about ooh, being out in public without a mask once a while, or like you ah! know, yeah. But like I'm gonna need, I'm gonna need some time. And like to be honest, I like the fashion of a mask. I do. I like that it covers half your face. <laughs> Me too. You don't want someone knowing you're out. You, they don't have to know. Yeah. You know. But like you don't have to do your makeup if you don't want. To or just the top half. Mask. Yeah. Sometimes I just do the top half. But I love the idea <laughs> of two mask sunglasses in the world. Oh I'm yeah. Glorious. I do that all the time. <laughs> celebrity they don't know maybe they think you are yeah hello i am a celebrity <laughs> like we all are yeah hi we're podcast hosts <laughs> they've got our last things to share and who wants to go first we're doing random guesses claire <laughs> randomly i pick you to share the last thing on your list okay so i'm gonna say doing things outside my wheelhouse but this has many caveats uh firstly so when we were talking about like good things what's a good thing that happened i was talking to my mom about this and she was like you were in a paddle boat <laughs> i was like mom that was a very good thing yeah <laughs> good thing but like because i didn't want to be on the lagoon and i was always kind of scared of it and my aunt and uncles have owned this cabin over a decade and i have been scared to be on the lagoon so like i went on the lagoon i went in a paddle boat problem is and it's on instagram but it was basically for instagram I was in that boat for like 12 minutes tops. <laughs> but you were still in the But boat. like I went, I did go in the boat. So I will say that for myself. Um, Very proud of you. Yeah. Outside my wheelhouse also, because like this one was kind of a weird one. So I feel like I need to have a few. Yeah. To say like what it really is. 
So I don't like being on camera. I don't like having my photo taken. I don't like being on camera. I just, I don't like it. I don't like watching myself. I don't like it. But again, pandemic, hello. Um, we moved to online. So my book club meet virtually um, for the library. So like you see yourself in a little square. I'm like, like it's little, so it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> or like now I host uh, Book Buzz on Instagram live. I was going to say, for someone who doesn't like all that stuff, you sure do a lot. I know, but it's pushing myself to do it. Because I want to do these things, and like, the thing that I don't like about it, I just have to get past. Yeah. Which is being on camera. (laughs) Like, there's a reason that we did podcasting first, and not, like, live Instagram first. You could do, you could amp it up, so the podcast could go live on video. On video. Yeah. Like, Maybe eventually. That might be fun because we're you have like a little set, a fun bunch. Yeah, yeah we need yeah, a set. Need a That's set. right. Or for people, maybe they want to see our faces, see mm-hmm. our voices. I would. You would? Yeah, I see you right now. I like it. I think everyone wants to see that. I like it. But I also say for that, like for Sage and I in the spring, figuring out how to podcast from our homes oh separately. That is not in our wheelhouse. I don't. I can't. I don't want to speak for Sage. No, maybe Sage not. Well. Um, <laughs> but also, like, I'm techie again with caveats. Like, yeah. I can figure things out. But when things go wrong, I'm just like, well, it's broken. So when things it's go wrong, broken. you can figure it out. But then if they go wrong, wrong. Yeah. Oh god, no. Yeah. It's over. So yeah. But like, I was proud of us we did for figuring out how to do that. And like on that one, you get no mm-hmm. second take. Like, it was, not that it was live, but it was so hard to edit that it was like, we have to do this yeah. all the way through. Because we can do this what it is. Yeah. yeah. And we lost one once, oh, and it was so very sad. dramatic. But yeah. yeah, so doing things out of my wheelhouse is yeah. very funny. Very good. That's very that. interesting. I like that but perspective. Like, caveat, a bit very small out of my wheelhouse. But it's still but wheelhouse. Are you using the caveats to discount? How far out? Like, are you trying to judge yourself on yeah, how far out you like, went outside of yeah, the zone? Yeah, I think if I lived in a box, I was, like, box adjacent. Or, like, my <laughs> the window to my box was open. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, perhaps there's a Your hand was out. Yeah. You were, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I was still mostly in the yeah. box. <laughs> okay, well, I get why you wouldn't want to go out of your box. There was murder hornets, people, yeah. in a COVID year, so... You know what? And I like that murder hornets decided, you know what? Not this year. We're going to come back when it's more convenient. We'll come back. (laughs) When the people we eat aren't sick. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh. Yeah, they probably showed up and be like, where's all the people? Yeah. They were like, they told us there'd be people here. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. Good point. (laughs) Uh, Let's end with Sage. So, Shannon, what's your final? My final thing. um, The... I love that the outside of the comfort zone was your thing and mine I guess would be a little bit like that too. Um, I've always struggled with finding a slower pace to my world mm-hmm. um, and I didn't know how to get it and I read all the books and I was trying to you know do the minimalism challenges <laughs> and all of the things. So you and made yourself does this thing Yes <laughs> and, and absolutely I was and I you know somebody would call from school and say hey we need another lunch mom. okay I'll do it oh, hey we need someone to organize this will you be on this committee okay I'll do it yeah. and I found myself buried under all these committees and responsibilities and expectations and I didn't know how to get out yeah. and yeah there's that whole you know adage just say no well as anyone who struggles with that, it's with hard to say no. Yeah. <laughs> to say no. Yeah. So um, I found that was a or break. once you're in, it's hard to say no. Oh, once yes. you said yes, absolutely. Yeah. And even if you even say it with a temporary, yeah, I'll help you for a little bit. That yeah. little bit turns into a lot of it. And I, the pandemic really helped me say no because mm-hmm. things start Priority. going. Yeah. And so you didn't do them for a while. And then when they said, okay, we might pick back up in September. Yeah, no, I I can't. 
or I don't want to. Yeah. Um, my heart issue was part of that. I, yeah. I relied on that a lot to say, sorry, I have to remove Giving things. yourself permission. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I couldn't find that voice for myself, so yeah. I used my heart condition to do it. So yeah. thank you to that. Thank you to the <laughs> pandemic. Thank yeah. you to whatever conspired this year to make a very clear path for me to choose way more no's. But it's so interesting, like, because you are, like, anyone can be guilted into, oh, do the extra here, or, like, do this obligation there, oh, well, we really need help here, or whatever, and you feel like, well, okay, like, okay, and then to finally give yourself permission to say no, because you have this reason now, to be like, oh, well, it's not recommended, or, you know, like, I have this other thing on the go, or it's just like, it's one too many things for me, I think people are more apt to take that no now because they're they're also giving a no in a different way so in the same way that people are allowing themselves to be sick and the time to take that time and not come to work and not feel well hopefully not feel guilty about it because we've all like that's just you're almost like (laughs) as soon as you enter the workforce like you're almost taught like oh like but it, yeah, it's like a, sick days aren't quite for you. Yeah, yeah. right. Unless but you're like, really yeah, dead. Yeah, and that's yeah. your that's your internal monologue of like, oh well, I don't want to let so and so down, and mm-hmm. I don't want to do this. You don't want to put stress do. on yeah, your manager. Exactly. To, yeah. So then you're like, well, you don't. And then this year, well, it's like no, you have to like you're you're not feeling good. You have to stay home. Yeah. So giving yourself the permission to basically be a human and have a not good day, be sick, yeah. whatever. Like, I think, yeah. I hope that that will be a thing that continues yeah. and that people take seriously because I think it goes along with like being an advocate for even like mental health items as, or things, struggles as well, because then you're like, you know what? It's not a good day. I need to mm-hmm. regroup. I need to, you know, not be here. Or like, I have a sore throat. Maybe I shouldn't come to work and give it to everybody at work. Yeah. Or like, whatever. Whatever we all push through all the time, having the permission to be like, no. <laughs> or even not needing an excuse. Yeah. The right. guilt of doing something that otherwise would be um, lazy. Yeah. Like just oh, sitting yeah. and reading, like that would never, ever happen. Like, without well, feeling some twinge yeah. of guilt because there's dishes in the sink and I haven't vacuumed yeah. for two weeks yeah. and there's probably two loads of laundry that should really yeah. have changed over. Yeah. And, and yard work and this. So and then this. sitting yeah. on my butt and just doing those things, it, it felt way more free. Yeah. I know the pandemic gave me an excuse to do the things <laughs> that I really like doing. So I, I don't know. Take I'm not quite it, right? so mad at COVID as yeah. maybe other people are. I don't have the extreme circumstances either, but yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that goes in hand with, like, things to be grateful for. Like, we all three are speaking from a different level of privilege. Like, Mm -hmm. we've had, like, our year was only bad because of COVID and the inconveniences of COVID, not the oppression of COVID, Mm -hmm. right? So we are speaking at a a different place. Um, So we just want to acknowledge that Mm -hmm. as well. That's important to acknowledge so our things that we're grateful for, we're still grateful for. And like, yeah, luckily we didn't, none of us have had terrible COVID. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, things are bad. Things, I'm going to knock on wood. Maybe you'll hear it. Don't know. Uh, but like, you know, yeah, you never know what, what's coming, but yeah. so far so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. All right, Sage, wrap Ooh, it up. What's your okay. last thing? Mine is also like what I'm grateful for. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's obviously like the time I got to spend with my family. Um, force, force family. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, but it was really nice. And like my mom and I would go for a walk every morning. It became our routine. We would walk our dog around the block and drop him off at home because he gets old and tired really quick. And he's old and gets <laughs> yeah. tired really quick. And we go for like yeah, like a seven kilometer walk. Yeah. Get our ten thousand steps in before noon. So that was really nice. Um, and then another thing too. Um, so my group of friends from high school, like it's still the five of us. Like, and I know a lot of people. You know, we grew apart after high school, but we've still stuck pretty strong. Um, but I feel like or I don't feel like, I felt like, um, for the past, like, maybe two-ish years, two of my friends, like, we just, I don't know, there was... It wasn't the same. Yeah, that wasn't the same. There was, like, this unknown tension that, like, none of us could really point and say, like, oh, well, this is what happened, and it was just very, like, awkward and weird, and to the point where I didn't talk for, like, we didn't talk to each other for, like, I don't know, a couple months, and this one friend, um, she had been in Spain nannying, 
Um, and then so obviously got stuck in Spain when <laughs> COVID happened because it hit there first and pretty hard. Yeah. And when she finally managed to get back, or before she got back, I messaged her and I just said, hey, I know we haven't talked in a while, but like, I miss you. I hope you're doing okay. And I like, I, I want to say that if it wasn't for COVID, like we would still have like, you know, talked and figured it all out. But that was definitely like kind of the tipping point where I was like, okay, these are my best friends. Yeah. And like, why, why is this the way it is? So it was, it was definitely a moment of like realizing, realizing that like, it might have also been me. Like it, you know, it's not no, always it's like, never, oh, it's, it's never it's, us. It's just them. Like, <laughs> yeah. why are they acting like this? Yeah. And it was a moment of being like, okay, well, I was definitely part of the problem too. But and having think, that time to reflect a yeah, little bit. It definitely was. And so my one friend was still here. We met up for coffee. That was all good. And then my one friend came home. And ever since, like the five of us, we are like just as tight as in high school, which is really nice because oh. high school days are like, don't want to, we didn't peak in high school. I don't want to say that, but like, <laughs> But, uh, you know, like, when you have a great group of friends, it makes high school, like, the whole high school experience so much better. Like, you couldn't have a bad day with my group of friends. So I'm just very thankful that we're all back together and, oh, you know. And the things are good. Yeah, things are great. Oh, and that sweet. helps a lot, too. Because even though I haven't seen them all in months, because yeah. a couple live away, and then, but when we did get together, it was like, you know, nothing's changed. It so. felt the same as yeah. it used to. Yeah, which so it, nice. you don't realize how much you miss it until you're like, "Wow, this is yeah, this is how it should." But be. it's so infrequent that you can find those relationships with people where maybe you don't talk for a couple of months. I mean, because like when you grow up, you become an adult, all those things. Like life has changed. Then you have a boyfriend, yeah. and then you have other family troubles, whatever. And maybe you don't talk for a little while, but then the people that you can just pick up with that things are just the same, Yeah, that's some magic. Yeah. Those are golden. Yeah. yeah. And I think, like, I'm lucky to have those people in my life. And not that I don't miss them, exactly. but they don't maybe fit in on a daily basis. But mm-hmm. then when you see them, there's no ill will. It's no. like you just saw each other yesterday, and well, it's all fine. Yeah, and that's the thing, too. I think we were still kind of, like, not stuck in a high school mentality, but we kind of realized, okay, we're all adults. Like, we don't need to talk every single day yeah. and then feel like, weird about it like oh well you didn't text you didn't text me yesterday yeah and then it's like no we're all adults we all have lives and we do our best to like we'll facetime together all of us every once in a while like it's nice you know you just do the best you can so i like that yeah yeah that's nice so we're gonna wrap up as we always do with our reading watching and listening shannon what are you reading watching and listening okay i'm (laughs) reading badass habits by Jen. Like, I'm going to try not to be busy. Books. No. You mock, you mock. The author is Jen uh, Sincero. Oh. And she is funny. So it's not a dry, I don't know, people people have taken out atomic habits, Mm -hmm. like, over and over and over from the library. I see it going out all the time. And I did take it home and read it, but holy cow is it. The dry one? Texty. Texty, texty, texty. But this one is funny. It's funny and sassy and smart, and it gives you lots of real-life examples. So it's talking about how what habits you have since you were maybe like four mm-hmm. that you don't really realize you have but you have them yeah. and then you have the habits that you've created for yourself and then you have the habits that you wish you had and she talks about all of them and how to put up barriers against the ones that you maybe don't want that aren't working for you and how to um, help yourself to the ones that you do want and it's it's fantastic it's lighthearted. It pokes very nice fun at herself. It's very nice fun. It does, right? Like, <laughs> it's nice. not stuffy, yeah. like, well, I don't have any of these problems, but let me report to <laughs> right, you yeah. what you should do. And uh, it's kind of nice because, yeah, it's it feels it feels like a friend telling you, hey, you should try this. Yeah. Which is, which like, is, well, okay, maybe. I'll listen to you. I'll <laughs> yeah. read a little bit more. You can just so yeah so that's good I le- I'm liking that very much and she has a few she's got some other badass titles as well so she has one called like You Are Badass I think, I think so and and there's that was, a, was her first yeah. one she's got the badass dynasty going yeah. on so I, I think People they're they're titles. probably all funny yeah. I'm sure because she's got a really great style of writing so I like that uh, Watching the Crown 
loving the crowds. I am in no no. We're still back on like season two. I'm a crown baby. Yeah, just coming in. Yeah. You got a lot to watch. Well, the problem, the problem here is that I've decided to watch it with my university student. And of course, I just want to binge it every single night. And she has to study or do something university like, I don't know. (laughs) Whatever. So I'm waiting for finals to be over. And and then then I can pick back up on the crown. Yes. So So could you please study harder, Ainsley? (laughs) Do a favor. Um, and listening, and you're going to laugh, and you're going to mock, and I don't care, I can take it, but I'm <laughs> listening to an oldie, but goodie, and another non-fiction, I'm a non-fictionaholic, yeah. um, but it is Men Are From Mars and Women Are From Venus. Oh, I love that, that's from the 80s, right? It is, and uh, it's John, it was John Gray, maybe, I can't, wait. I can't even remember, but... I've definitely seen the title. Yes. That's so heard of it. Well, and it like is lexicon, so... Right? Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. and and it is just as important then as it is now. And going back to what you were talking about on relationships, and when you're um, quarantined with somebody, you really figure out what you've done, yeah. perhaps, and what they might be doing, and how that looks, and and putting it more into a perspective that's not such a personal feely one and um so yeah i've decided that i might travel down that road and just gain myself a little bit of a perspective and (laughs) um no (laughs) no it certainly does not exactly so that's what i'm reading watching and listening to very good sage oh so i read um i finished it last I read it in two days, which is usually how I read books. I usually read it in a day or two if I have the time, and then I don't read for like six months. So <laughs> that's my schedule, if you're wondering. Wow. Try, I'm not like, watching The Crown with you. <laughs> no, I love I'll watch something. One episode. Like, every six months. Six months I can't do it. <laughs> like, what happened to Oh, no, no, no. Time? My husband and I will binge watch like three episodes in a row and be like, okay, bedtime. And like, well, it's only 8.30, so maybe. Yeah. Anyone yet? Another three seasons, please. Yeah. Um, so I read Behind Closed Doors by Behind Closed Doors by B. A. Paris. Um, it's like a thriller kind of suspense Ooh. novel. It's about like it, it goes um, past and present. Like oh, okay. each chapter, like they kind of swap back and forth. So it's about like this seemingly perfect marriage between this lawyer and his like never perfect trophy wife. But like you get the sense that something's not quite right. Something's off. Yeah, something's not right. And then it kind of. <laughs> flip-flops back into time and then you kind of like see the beginnings to how it happened to where she is now and um yeah something's not right <laughs> with him something's not right it's a really good book i finished mm. it in like two days and it has a, a good ending i like the ending um nice. i won't spoil it but it's Thank a good you. ending um i'm watching with my mom actually alex Ryder on amazon prime oh yeah it's like a british um Teenage spy kind of Teenage show. Teenage like James Bond. Yeah, it, it is. Um, and it was based on books by Anthony Horowitz. Yeah. It's a uh, big series. I think yeah. it started probably back in like the 2000s. Yeah, um, early 2000s. So if like. It, there was a movie way back in the day too. Was there? <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. The show's actually, it's actually really good. Like I love British shows. Yeah. Like they're just always so much better. Um, but yeah, he's like this spy and he becomes a spy because, you know, you find out that he's a family of spies. <laughs> Um, but the first episode, like, it just gets you really quick. It just starts with the action, fast pace. And, yeah, yeah it's, I think we're in, like, the fifth episode, maybe. Ooh. There's only one season so far, but it is quite good. It's so similar good. to The Crown, the action, the fast yeah. pace. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. the British. Yeah. That's about Spies. it. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Well, you never know. <laughs> I saw that, like, um, the British, what, I don't know, something, the UK something, was asking Netflix to put, like, a... Um, Oh, like disclaimer in front of the crown. And yeah. Netflix is like, mm, no. <laughs> they basically said, like, we think our viewers can distinguish between yeah. fact and fiction. And yeah. I was like, mm, good for you. <laughs> um, and then I'm listening to, it's a song. I've been listening to this song, like, on repeat, everywhere I drive, when I'm at the gym. It's just, it's an old song, Just the Two of Us, by Bill Withers and Grover Washington Jr., have you never heard it? No, I have. Okay, good. I don't know. It's such a good song. It's like just a happy little yeah. song. Jazzy, little jazzy. Yeah. 
Well, it's actually very funny because I I've heard the song before, but yeah. obviously you hear songs and forget about it. Um, but I saw it on TikTok because there was a video of someone with their cat and they were just holding <laughs> their little feet and just dancing, like just in a little circle, like hopping so around. It was very cute. Every time. Yeah, it was very cute. It's just a happy song. That's adorable. Yeah. I actually have found quite a few TikTok songs right? also. Right? They use good music. They I will do. say that. And, and then, stuff that I don't, I know that song. But like yeah. stuff that like the children are listening to. Yeah, the children are It's the these days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those, those are my. I'm one of the olds now, so I have to. Plug into TikTok and see what's going on. When am I gonna get to the old? Um, when you realize that you don't know how to use TikTok. Mm, okay. <laughs> but it'll be like a new. But it'll be whatever's new then. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I'm waiting for VCRs to make a comeback. <laughs> VCRs oh. suck. I do like CDs though. Betamax. Like waiting for your body oh, to rewind. Oh, that was some kind of torture. I had all like, the Harry Potter's on VHS, and I would Ooh. go to my grandma's house and watch them, but. Like the first Harry Potter movie, it's so dark because like Dumbledore is like with his little the Illuminator or whatever. It's yeah. just a dark street. On my grandma's old TV, you'd be sitting there for five minutes being like, I can't see anything because <laughs> it's all just so dark. So for like the first like ten years of my life, I had no clue what was happening. There was action. Ten minutes. Of like the movie. it's just a dark screen. They're setting the mood. And then when I first saw it, I'm like, wow, that's what I I heard things. So I thought it was like you know, dark. You have to decipher from the audio what's yeah. going on. So I agree. Um, so what I'm reading, I'm going to highlight two Christmas readings. Mm. One is called All I Want for Christmas by Wendy, I think her name, last name is Logia, L-O-G-G-I-A. It's a YA book and it's very cute. It has like a weird kind of like paranormally <laughs> thing, but okay. it sort of is discovered in the last page and then it's gone. I don't know. It's weird. Like, but it was like, cute. Um, like the ghosts of Christmas past? Yeah, like that it, it had a vibe like that. Okay. Yeah, but like not quite that, but yeah, definitely that. And then I love, but not quite. Yeah, but then I love eighty Sandra Brown, like eighties category yes. romance Sandra Brown. And I picked up an old hardcover of hers called Tidings of Great Joy, and it's a Christmas. I oh, know, it's oh. totally Christmas. So eighties Sandra Brown Christmas. It's excellent. Yes. It's so over the top angsty. However, <laughs> the last page, what he gives her for Christmas is ridiculous. It's not based in... Can you ruin it or are you just going to tell it? Should I just tell it? Okay. No, no. <laughs> no. Don't skip ahead say. Yeah. <laughs> Don't I'll tell Shad, I'll tell Sage later and then Shannon can be none the longer. Oh yeah, right, because I'm not going to read it. But, but I, yeah, I my, will. I Absolutely. made my mom read it because it's excellent. It's like everything that you want from an 80s Sandra Brown and then you get to the last page you're like, what? Yeah, like what? Like, Can I guess? Hmm. <laughs> Three, three yes. guesses. Three guesses. It's so no. It's so ridiculous. A house. No. Like it's ridiculous. Not a, it's expensive? not a. No. It's not a. It's not a inanimate oh, card. <laughs> no. I can't even explain. Like it'll ruin. I, well, it'll okay. Ruin. For for starters, none of those gifts are ridiculous. Yeah. Sage, that you guessed. No, no, I, I thought you meant like ridiculous over the top. Oh. I think it's ridiculous and like in a not legal kind of way. A child. <gasps> Oh. Just gave me. <laughs> I'm like looking away. Oh, oh okay. so anyways, they were excellent. Um, I found this in a ditch. Yeah. Here you go. I mean, I found it in a stroller. I don't know. So oh, it's, it's a really weird, abrupt oh, ending. That's all I'll say. Um, watching Mank on Netflix. Mank? Mank. So it's about, now I can't remember his first name. I think his name is Herb Mankiewicz. So he oh. was the writer of um, Orson Welles' um, Citizen King. Mm. And he... It's old Hollywood. <laughs> Things are not great. Um, he's an alcoholic. He It's a really excellent performance by Gary Oldman. Amanda Seyfried is in it. Mm. Um, and she is just... Like, her costumes... Her performance is great, too. But her costumes are just beautiful. It's black and white by design, directed by David Fincher, who is like the Mindhunter guy, like Zodiac, but now also just Mank. And it's written by, uh, I forgot to look this up, either by his brother or his dad. And so it's like an older screenplay that he finally sort of, I think Netflix like gave him the power to make this like, it's like two hours and 40 minutes black and white. A movie? Yeah. So it's very, it's very good. Mm -hmm. And then what I'm listening to is The World Until Yesterday by Jared Diamond. So he wrote Collapse and Guns, Germs, and Steel. So he, I don't, 
I don't know what he is. I probably should have looked that up also. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> he, this book's tagline is what we can learn from traditional societies. So it goes through all these different traditional societies, like societies maybe that don't exist anymore for whatever reason, and um, different practices that they had of like dealing with the outside world or within their communities and how we can maybe adopt some of those things into our lives maybe those lessons are still pertinent and you know all that kind of stuff i like this one i think i like this one a little bit more than collapse or upheaval because those ones seemed kind of scary because like because <laughs> the world is constantly changing and maybe your society doesn't last as long as you think it will um but i still like guns germs and steel the most and i listened to that one i i like listening to nonfiction, so mm-hmm. i've been listening to that one and then i'm just gonna one podcast episode because it's Good. 60 songs that explain the 90s. They have an episode on All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey. Oh, wow. So it's like a wow. deep dive into the episode. Or into they probably made a million dollars just off the song playing already. Yeah, so. it's crazy. And But it talks about how it took 25 years to get to be a number one song. And really? yeah, it was never a number one until 25 years into it. Oh and God. just like. It's bizarre. Yeah, and her writing it. and But also they get into like. The music and like why does it sound Christmassy why does it sound old but also new like mm-hmm. what kind of yeah so I really like that um, podcast it's on Spotify only it's a ringer exclusive to Spotify only but 60 songs that explain the 90s they're it they're good and they so they talk about the song for about 30 minutes and then they play you the song at the end so that you can pick up all of those little things and, and you'll know what what for what that's a great idea yeah I hope that they do like other decades too like, I would love, like, 50 songs of the 50s or mm-hmm. whatever. And, like, because most of these 90s songs I know, mm-hmm. which is good, and it's fun to listen to, but I'd like to, like, discover something new. And, like, why was it popular in the moment, yeah. too? It's good. So, Sage and I will be back in two weeks to talk about our favorite pop culture things of 2020, which does not look like what we thought it would no. when we did our what we were looking forward to. On my <laughs> list of things I would have January expected 2020. for 2020, this was not the year. It is definitely not. So we will be joined by guest Sarah Spur. Um, so we'll see you, well, we'll hear you guys next time, I guess. Or you'll hear us next time. Uh, so we'll see you guys soon. Bye. See Bye. you in the new year.